This is episode five of the Duo Tag Podcast. I'm Jesse Sedgley, and I got a couple things to tell you before we start this podcast. First off, contest. We got two of them going on right now. You can win some codes for HeroClix Online. All you got to do is leave a review on iTunes and send me an email with your name on iTunes, and I'll send it out to three lucky people every week. These codes are shuffled and random, so you can't be too choosy. The other contest we mention at the end of this show, but I'll give you a sneak peek, involves a map. Even if you're not interested in the contest, favorite us on Stitcher, review us on iTunes, and send us some emails, because that's our only connection from you to us. So please let us know what we can do to increase your interest even more in the Duo Tech Podcast. And if you're really into this podcast, you might be interested in... Hero Clicks Around the World. That's right, Echoey Voice. Hero Clicks Around the World are guest spots on this podcast, where you can talk Hero Clicks with me or with the crew, and you'll have a full show to brag to your friends about, tell them you've been on the podcast, you're out there, you're making a name for yourself. So all you got to do for that is just send us an email, let us know you're interested. If you have some background in it, that's great too. Include everything you can, let us know, and we'll send you an email and get back with you. Oh, and one more thing before I start this, Awesome Podcast Network. That's the network we're a part of. It includes Geekly Dose. It's a show all about geek stuff, everything geek, movies, games, comics, everything. Check it out. That's a huge show, too. It's a lot of listening time, which is perfect for those work days. Also, we got 80s Revisited. It's a show all about 80s movies. Going back to the 80s, talking about Back to the Future, Alien. You'll be knee-deep in 80s. So look, we got some more podcasts coming, and we're looking for more podcasts. So if you want to be a part of a group that promotes each other, give me an email, sedgily at gmail.com. And you can follow the Awesome Podcast Network at Awesome Podcast. That's plural. Now, a little bit about this episode. It was a late night, so we don't sound up and at them as normal. But we still talk hero clicks. We still talk the details. And we're still looking to put on a good show. So enjoy the Duo Tech Podcast. You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Duo Attack, a HeroClix podcast, with your hosts, Justin Owen and Jesse Sedgley. Hi, welcome to another episode of Duo Attack. I am Jesse Sedgley. And I'm Justin Owens. And in relation to Avengers, that makes him Iron Man, and I'd be somewhere in the ballpark of Dr. Druid, as far as our HeroClix experience goes. So, this is our first episode on the road with Duo Attack, because I am at his venue, and we are outside of the awesome podcast studios, and uh, we're just going to jump on to emails and tweets. Our first email, actually our only email I'm going to read this week, because we got a lot of show here, so we're just going to read this one here, just to clear something up for one of our new players. It's from Anthony B. I just got the Mistress Death Click. And I've been reading on the boards that she is paired really well with Chase Thanos due to his toy with you power. But it made me wonder, isn't it illegal due to the fact that they are both unique being super rare and Chase? Love what you guys are doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Smiley face. All right. Well, 
Anthony, thank you for the compliment. I'm glad you enjoy our show. Um, reading your email, I think what you're asking me here, is it legal to field both of these pieces on your team because they are both unique? And if that is indeed your question, but I'm interpreting this correctly, no, it is not illegal. Uniqueness only applies to that same character. For example, you could not have two Mistress Deaths on the team because they are indeed unique. You may only play one at a time. So it is perfectly legal and a very high point game mm-hmm. if you want to play both Thanos and Mistress Death. So I hope that clears that up for you. If that's not what you're asking, please feel free to send us another email and I will try again. Yep. <laughs> so go play with your team. And uh, send us an email at duoattack at gmail.com or send us a tweet at awesomepodcasts. We're going to move on. We're going to pass up Clicks Picks this week because we got a big show. We're going to move on to Clicks on Topic yes. and go over some of the latest releases and talk about some other things in the world of Heroclix. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. It's been a very busy week or so. Uh, NECA has released some really interesting new uh, uh, traits, uh, not really traits, uh, mechanics for the game. Sorry, mm-hmm. you know they've they've come out with a lot of stuff recently, from alter ego to you know now they they've got the morph mechanic, which I'll touch on later. But the one I'm kind of interested in right now is we have a split merge mechanic, mm-hmm. and we also have a tiny size, which is going to go where your damage symbol is, where you normally indicate whether you're basic size, giant, colossal. Yeah, there'll be a fourth one added now. Three, yeah, four. Uh, called Tiny Size, which reads like so. Tiny Size, uh, it does go in the damage, so it's a new combat ability on your dial. It goes in the damage spot. All combat abilities that affect a character's size go there, as you know. And what it does is it modifies the character's defense by plus one against ranged attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, it also grants a friendly adjacent character the carry ability to carry only the tiny character. Hmm. Now, this carry does not modify that character's movement by negative two. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I skipped a step. That person has to be bigger than them. Uh, okay. So a tiny person can't carry another tiny person. Right. So no Ant-Man carrying Wasp, for example. But um, anyhow, so they have to be of a larger size. And there is no negative two penalty on movement. Uh, also, if the character that is adjacent to you, that is carrying you, mm-hmm. happens to also be a unit that can carry uh, via the normal rules, he can still do so. So you can have, let's say, uh, some Doctor Doom who can fly, uh, carry Wasp and a normal sized character at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, with no problem. Uh, you will still, of course, get the minus two modifier to your movement because... You're carrying a normal character, but the yeah. tiny person won't affect it at all. So that, that's really interesting mechanic to me. Uh, oh, it cannot be countered, by the way. Just throw that yeah, in there. Yeah, like all the rest of the sizes. Yeah, yeah, you can't actually counter a size. You can't counter some of the abilities they, they grant, mm-hmm. but you actually can't counter the size itself. Uh, but tiny size, of course, cannot be countered. So I, I like this mechanic a lot. Uh, you know, Heroclix traditionally has been a range-dominated game where your up-close beat sticks struggle against some of your ranged sharpshooters. Sometimes it's hard to get in there, even with, you know, telekinesis and things like that. It can be difficult. Mm. So I always like to see things that can kind of tilt it in your favor if you want to try the melee route, because that's, let's face it, that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, we played a game the other night where mm-hmm. I was playing Magneto on that big open Savage Land map, which we'll talk about later, which is really awesome, Yeah. with 10 range. 
and his magnetic shield, which have to arrange to get to me. In addition to that, I mean, he was almost untouchable. He was so hard to catch. I mean, sure. you couldn't even get close to him, and he just destroyed you for getting close. Yeah. <laughs> by the time you got there, I mean, you were just a broken man. So, you know, range, you know, they can really cripple somebody. So it's nice to see this mechanic. Also, it's really cool that they're, you know, like I've said before, NECA's has done a really great job of capturing some of the flavor of different things. So I'm happy to see Tiny Size. You know, now we can have the the old blank dial Ant-Man and things like that, and you can give them the Tiny Size mechanic, and that's going to be great. You know, I love to see that. I love to see diversity. It adds a new layer of strategy to the game. I'm mm. always I'm always up for that. I especially like how they can be carried. I find that very interesting. Um, and with the morph mechanic, I, I need to read more into this, but, you know, I'm sure they'll have characters that can go from tiny to giant to, you know, whatever. Like, Giant Man, is, you know, that's what he does. He's like, oh, I'm a little ant. You yeah. know, oh, I'm huge. So, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot going on with that. So uh, that's really interesting. Um, and that's just one of many things that we have to talk about. Yeah, do you think that they're going to continue with this uh, trend? Well, I don't know if it's a trend yet, but adding new things like that. Well, I think they're going to try to. Um, you know, anything that makes the game feel more like the Marvel and DC universe is going to be a plus. Mm-hmm. And I think so far they've been really spot on on, on catching the flavor of a lot of things. Um, instead of just saying, oh, this is the tiny mechanic, it... uh. It just makes you harder to hit a little bit. You know, they yeah. took it the step farther to say, yeah, you can ride on somebody's shoulder and they can carry you, you know, yeah. like they do all the time mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, I think they're going to keep going as long as they have interesting stuff to talk about. And with the rich comic history that we have to pull from, I mean, there should be a lot of things to touch on. Uh, I, for one, was actually just, this made me think of a little disappointed in the kryptonite objects mm-hmm. that came out. I thought they could have done more with them. But I was still happy that for the flavor they tried to achieve. You know, right. I was kind of hoping that Kryptonite would be more crippling to Superman yeah. instead of having it so his damages can't be reduced below one. But you know, that's okay. Baby steps. You know, <laughs> I, as long as we're progressing, I'm always happy. And you know, y'all have heard me say on the show plenty of times I like everything. So I mean, I still like the Kryptonite. I still like to have it. I still like to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would just like to see a little it act a little bit differently. What do you think about tiny size? I like it. I'm just wondering. Um, it's for Chaos War, so how many tiny characters are th- out there, really? You know, yeah, uh, just like in the Marvel universe as a whole, or even DC as well. You know, how is this going to carry on beyond this? Well, uh, that's t- it's hard to say. Put me, yeah. put me on the spot, make them. I mean, of course, you got Wasp and Ant Man. Those are probably the most famous tiny sure. people. Um, maybe you could even have the tiny mechanic be versatile to apply to certain shapeshifters, you know, yeah. who can make themselves smaller or... Um, or you can cast it on somebody with some uh, power coming up. Yeah, I, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, if you really wanted to get flexible with the power, you could use it for invisible characters as well. Yeah. Because they're invisible, so you get that... But it really wouldn't make sense that they could be carried being invisible. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if you'd really want to do that. So, I mean, the mechanic's there, but I don't know if we're going to see it, like, I don't on know. more than nah, 2% well, of the... We'll see. I mean, future. I don't know. I mean, there's there's still all your shapeshifters. They should be able to have that option. Um, you'll probably even see some villains, and I, I can't think of any right off the top of my head. Yeah. I have to get my encyclopedia I expect it out to be shrink people. about as rare as Colossals are, I guess. 
Colossals are standouts, but really in a set, there's not many in a standard set, I mean. Yeah, well, only time will tell. I mean, yeah, only time will tell. There's there's plenty of different versions of Ant-Man and Wasp that they could make. I know that for sure. And, of course, I think you could make a tiny plastic man just because he could fold himself up, fold himself up so tiny yeah. and, and things like that if he wants to. Um, the Atom would be another sure. good, good candidate for being tiny. Uh <laughs> You could you could have a villain like I was saying a second ago who has some type of shrink ray power, which yeah. could turn people <laughs> tiny, which would be funny. Of course, you'd have to put a negative on it too, because right now tiny is a pure benefit. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's no there's no drawback, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But I I'm looking forward to it. I like having a yeah. new a new thing to worry about there. You have some other stuff, oh, other yeah. mechanics. Yeah, there's other mechanics. Uh, we got the merge and split mechanic, which is very interesting. And from what I hear, and I haven't read up a whole, whole bunch on this because I've been so busy with my new job. So, like I always say, if y'all ever hear me mis- misspeak on something, by all means, just hit me up. Yeah, send uh, us an email, duoattack at gmail.com. But uh, so now we're going to the merge split mechanic. And I keep using Ant-Man and Wasp as an example because that's what I'm looking at. I mean, mm-hmm. and... I think they're a great duo for this merge split power. Not only just because they work together so well, but they've had so much strife in their like characters' relationships constantly. Yeah. It's kind of poetic that they can also split apart and do their own thing. At least to me, you know, not yeah. not just in the sense where they split apart to divide and conquer, but I mean, like literally split apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, okay. So let, let's go over the split mechanic first. Um, split reads like this: You give this character power action. And if, only if it has no action tokens. So, okay. okay. Um, you replace this character with one or more qualifying characters, each from a different entry listed on the character card. So it should be listed on your character card who they're able to split into. Okay. Uh, so you pick one or more names off that list. So, you know, Ant-Man or Wasp or both. Um, but there are a few restrictions. The qualifying replacement character or characters must have either a qualifying name and total no more than this character's point value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if your duo is 100, 200, whatever, 200 points, then you can't have two characters equal up to 201, you know, because that would be illegal. They have to equal yeah. that much or less. You either have to lose out or break even. Uh, and, of course, you'll start those characters on the same click number that your duo was on whenever they decided to split. Okay. Uh, so that that seems pretty self-explanatory. Now, I'm reading in here, and I don't really see where it specifies, but I suppose whenever you split, they'll have to start adjacent to each other, and I guess you get to... There's no um, restrictions on that adjacency. So I think you should be able to go anywhere. And let's see what else. So now we'll go on to merge. So... Merge is kind of exactly what it sounds like. Two people coming mm-hmm. back together. Oh, what's really cool is I heard that they're, and I haven't read this, but Brock was yell, uh, telling me that they're going to retroactively apply this. And I actually, I do think I read that somewhere, too. Yeah, I've also or, heard that. Which I think that's fascinating because that kind of makes me think of the old uh, Superman Batman 500 point duo. Uh, World's Finest. World's the, Finest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool because then you could bust out like Sinestro Batman oh, man, and make yeah. two 250 point soups or whatever. And just yeah, it just seems fun. <laughs> I don't know how good it would be, but it seems to me like it would sure. be fun. Thor and Loki might work well, too. Well, they're 368, and Thor and Loki by themselves tend to be kind of expensive. But either yeah. way, it, it just I think it's neat. Of course, some people get the, the short end of the stick, like Mr. Miracle and Oberon. 
Yeah, you're not going to. There's no Oberon. There's no other Oberon, so you're kind of stuck there. Gambit Rogue, which I talked to you about earlier. Uh Kind of exciting. Um, Cyclops Phoenix, which they don't really benefit much, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, Gambit Rogue doesn't really either because the Rogue, I think those two together are going to be more than the duo. I don't have it in front of me, but I think they are. As Jesse said earlier, we're not in the podcast studio, so we don't have quite the information flow that we usually do. We're trying our on the road system. We got two mics and an iPhone, which, you know, sometimes is all you need. Yeah, and if y'all hear, like, <laughs> clicking and clacking and moaning in the background, it's my stupid dogs. They decided to come out here and see what's going on. I can't seem to get them to go away. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, back to the merge mechanic. So to uh, to begin, the first prerequisite is the two characters you wish to merge have to be adjacent. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when they're adjacent and they each represent one distinct qualifying character listed on the duo you want to merge to's card. So if you want to merge to Ant-Man and Wasp, they both the characters have to be qualifying as those two on the character card. Okay. So you should be able to see that. It, should, it sounds more difficult than I think it really is. I guess, and retroactively, um, everybody applies to this. I don't know. Um, I could probably find that out. But if, if it's either going to be everybody or they might put out like a list. Yeah. Kind of like they put out a master list a while back for keywords for all the older pieces that didn't have them. Oh, okay. They went back and keyworded everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll see what's going on with that. So, anyway, pick the figure you are giving a free action to, and this duo begins play on the same number of clicks from the starting line. Note that you can give any figure the free action to pick the click the duo is on. Now, I find that very interesting, and I don't know if they're going to change that or not. I kind of feel they will. Like, the first duo that jumps out to me is, like, what if you're playing Wolverine and Colossus? Mm-hmm. Okay, Wolverine has that nifty trait, or most of them do, where he, you heal every turn. So it's yeah. not, he's usually either dead or he's full. Yeah. I mean, that is from my experience. And uh, Colossus is from Mutations and Monsters, and he he rocks uh, Impervious, but he gets pretty weak in his late dial. But he's got a good bit of life. He's pretty tough. So, I mean, you could, like, send him in there, him and Wolverine, with Colossus leading the way, have them do their thing, Give them the action, mm-hmm. and then replace them with a full-up Colossus-Wolverine duo. Yeah. Or something silly like that. Or yeah. even if they're not full-up, that particular duo is interesting because they have a defensive power. Their whole dial, except for like their first click and their last two, I think. Or maybe it's the last one. That lets them choose to heal every turn or use a vulnerability. Right. So they they can actually go all the way back to full. So I, that's just the first thing that popped in my head in the moment I heard this. I was like, wow, that'd be really interesting with these guys because that's uh-huh. an interesting duo. Yeah. Um, also, mm-hmm. one thing I'll need clarification on, I'll have to try to find this out. It's like uh, if a duo, and I probably already know the answer to this. I might just be fishing, kind of. You know, yeah. Pardon me. But, you know, if a duo, if you merge into a duo, let's say Gambit and Rogue are... Yeah, let's say they merge into a duo, mm-hmm. the Game and Rogue duo, and then you split them apart, and then you merge them back together later. I wonder if that's still considered. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm, in fact, I'm, the more I say it, the more sure yeah. I am. But I'm pretty Breaking sure. Breaking it apart right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of thinking. I'm sure it is. But it'd be interesting if it wasn't the same instance of the same character, because then you could abuse like once per game tricks, mm-hmm. like last kiss or. Um, uh, okay. The iron full full auto. I, I call it full auto. What's it called? It's like 
whatever the trade is for the Iron Man War Machine duo. I've always called it full auto, but I know that's not right. Yeah. But taken from part two, pretty much. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So yeah. I, I'm sure it won't work, but how fun would it be if it did? <laughs> <laughs> the ones per game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'd imagine people at the table would be like, "You already use that, you know? Maybe it's instance per game." Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, because yeah, each character can use it once per game. So I don't. Uh, I would say, you know, if I was across the table from you, I bet. That character used it already. Oh yeah, if I was <laughs> judging it, then I, I tend to judge in the spirit of the rules before I, I if something's kind of yeah. unsure. But I think that one might be kind of cut and clear because I mean it's the same piece. So. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't let him do that. But anyway, like I said, how fun would it be? Oh, also by the way, the two characters <laughs> that you're merging into the duo, they mm-hmm. have to equal or surpass the duo's points. Okay. So like, if you split apart a duo. You use the split mechanic, and you get mm-hmm. two people, and you take a slight point loss. Mm-hmm. You can't merge back together. Yeah, you got to be equal to or greater than. Right. So, just something to keep in mind. Oh, sure. Yeah. Trying to can't play take around. advantage of the points. Pretty much, pretty much. So when you're trying to mess around and do all that kind of crazy stuff, might not work. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, about your judging. I wanted to touch on this a little bit. That. Um, Nowadays, anybody can judge. Like, but when you became a judge, it was there was an actual test, and most of the new players, like myself, don't know anything about that. Like, tell me a little bit about that process. That was a pain, honestly. Um, it, it really, if you didn't love the game, at least for me, it was not worth doing. Because <laughs> when I became a judge, first of all, you had to get a store, which there was no like Rockets where we play now. Yeah, there was no store like that, and the only store that sold hero clicks around was double play and they're primarily a comic and sports card shop and they didn't really care about the miniature market Mm -hmm. and i i I had to talk to them constantly and beg them to finally you know let me do it because i had to get their tax id number because i had i had to have a sponsor or 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 a venue a venue number pretty much to prove that this is where i'm having them so i guess they were worried about me stealing prizes or not me but other people just stealing prizes and stuff. Hmm. Um, so that took a while. And then I had to go through all that paperwork. Or I say paperwork. It's really electronic work for the most part. Online yeah. at yeah. WizKids. To get all that stuff taken care of and get that tax ID numbers in. And and then I got access to the judge forums, um, which was kind of neat. And But really, it was the judge forums were – the rules forums are where it's at. Because yeah. that's where you get a lot of great answers. The judge forms were okay. We we discussed like really wacky, weird situations that are like one in a million. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but for your most all your, your meat and potatoes of rules, the rules section at the time was great. And this was on HeroClicks.com, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, it took them forever to get the standardized test built. Mm-hmm. In fact, I actually never took it. It took so long. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they, they worked on it for two years. Mm. And then at that time, Double Play wasn't really wanting to do me, you know, do it for me anymore for whatever reason. I guess because they didn't feel like they were selling enough or, I don't know, maybe the owner was just a prick. Yeah. I kind of think he was just a prick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I actually never got to take it. It was too bad because I always wanted to. But that was and actually kind of corresponded to about the time where I had stopped playing Clicks for a while because mm-hmm. no one else really wanted to play, it seemed, and... I'd lost touch with some people, so, you know, mm-hmm. life gets in the way sometimes. So I actually never got to take that test. But 
after being on the forums for so long and then even going to, you know, Gen Con and going to Wizard World Texas and talking to those guys and, you know, the tests really just would have been a formality for, right. for me. But it was a good thing that they did that because if you're just handing out judgeships, there's so there can be so much misinformation um, yeah. for a lot of people. Now, not to say anyone who is not perfect at the rules shouldn't try to start up their own Heroclix group. If there's not one in your area, by all means, do it. You can you can learn the rules easy just by going and checking, reading up, and reading what people ask and how they answer mm-hmm. on the the rules website. You know, so I don't want to discourage. In fact, I want to encourage anybody out there who wants to start it in their area. Just you don't have to even go through all those hoops and stuff I did. Just get on the forums, right. read up, talk to people. And everything should fall in line for you. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to spring that on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought about that in a while. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. Like, really long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of these new spoilers that are, have been coming out, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I think today there was a Batman from Justice League spoiled, and then we got the Ant, the Wasp, yeah, and uh, a couple of those. Okay, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Ant-Man and Wasp first, I guess? Yeah, sure, since we already touched on them. Since I've been blabbing about them. <laughs> okay, all right. So Ant-Man and Wasp, mm-hmm. they weigh in at 168. As the name suggests, they are indeed a duo. So they're rocking the duo attack. They are flyers. They have a five range, and they're rocking the new tiny size. Hmm. Damage symbol. All right. So they come in, uh, start off. You know, all their powers are pretty standard, and what I mean by that is they have standard ability powers, so no white boxes, which is not a bad thing. Just because you don't have white boxes doesn't mean you're not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, they start with charge, poison, 18 super senses, which is pretty good, three exploit weakness. So they can do damage to no matter who you are. You know, if you want to mob them down, they're poisoning you out. If you want to send a big brick, they'll hit you with exploit weakness. Hmm. So they're kind of versatile. Uh, super senses to keep them safe for the nice 18. Unfortunately, no reducers, so if they do get popped, they get popped. Yeah. But, I mean, they're tiny. They get swatted. Yeah, they get swatted <laughs> is probably a better thing to say. Um, their trait is buzzing right in your ear. This is pretty interesting. It says, uh, when an adjacent opposing character attacks Ant-Man and Wasp and misses, deal that character one unavoidable damage after actions resolve. Oh. And, and that's the end of that sentence. There's another sentence, so I'm going to stop right there for a second. That's pretty cool when you got 18 super senses. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Thanos isn't going to miss because his attack <laughs> bonus is ridiculous. But, yeah. you know, any other just hefty brick that might get in there. Yeah, you can expect it, having to get like a yeah. 7 or 8. Well, yeah. what's really awesome about that is, is it hurts hypersonic guys. I mean, if you think about oh, like yeah. Nightcrawler coming in there, just talking about him. I mean, yeah, he only needs an 8. Mm-hmm. But still, that's a higher chance to miss than hit. And you could hit him and knock him off that sweet 19 defense without even having to hit him. You don't have to roll against his super senses or shape change or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I like that. I mean, that's just a free hit, and it's unavoidable damage. Mm-hmm. So you get hits through Hollywood and, <laughs> you know, Superman Prime, Impervious, all that good stuff. Nothing wrong with unavoidable. But that only happens when they're adjacent. So hypersonic guys that, that run up to you or, or charge you or... Anything like that. Uh, the second sentence is, when an, a non-adjacent opposing character attacks Ant-Man and Wasp and misses, deal each opposing character adjacent to them one unavoidable damage. Oh, uh, that's fun. 
Yeah, so it's like they, <laughs> it's like they shoot their friends. Yeah, yeah. So that one's really good. So that makes them an huh. excellent tie-up piece as well because if their big hitter, or let's say you tie up their big hitter, the big hitter doesn't want to risk taking a free unavoidable damage, or maybe he does, but let's just say he does in this case. So he uses one of his shield guys or something, someone like that to try to shoot him off of you. Mm-hmm. Well, it hurts the big hitter anyway because it's still unavoidable. Yeah. So I think that's a cool trait. Yeah, definitely cool. That's what makes them so expensive. Yeah, you could send them in after those uh, guys that are tough to take down, like you said. Oh, yeah. Now, one person I would like to point out that will completely crush these dudes is Bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye will crush these guys. Yeah, ignores super senses, ignores... Yeah, he ignores super senses and shape change. He has that sweet 12 attack bonus. I yeah. Mean, if he shoots you from range, yeah, you'll have a 19, but I still think he'll beat you down. That's just what he does. <laughs> I like Bullseye. I never miss. Yeah, that's the word. So that's that's Ant Man and Wasp. So they're pretty exciting. I like yeah. them. I like them a lot. I like fun traits like that too. That can be really annoying. They've actually had a lot of them. A lot of new clicks come out since last time we talked. Like a lot. Like the More last than one we even mentioned. Get to talk about actually. right, right? Because we talked about John Constantine in the last episode. Yeah, I liked him too. Um, do you have the Batman up? Yeah, I do have Batman in front yeah, of me. Yeah, we could talk about that one. Yeah, sure. New Batman. Love to see new Batmans. Um, yeah. This one weighs in at 119 with Indomitable, which I think that's going to be pretty standard on old Batman from now on. Just a guess. Indomitable. Yeah, I think so. Uh, five range, which tends to be the status quo these days for people. With double target. like the double target. Uh, has a trait drop in from the roof. Batman can mm-hmm. use leap climb. So you ain't not winning this Batman's leap climb. He always gets away. Of course, he's rocking the Batman team ability of stealth. Always good. Has a very nice 11 attack bonus with 17 defense, uh, supporting toughness and combat reflexes. So if you you can't shoot him from range because he's stealth. When you duke in his face, he's you got to hit a 19. Yeah. And if you do hit him, he can probably just combat reflexes out of there too. So you're still not going to pin him down. Yeah. I like that. Three damage without wit. That's so Batman. Having the three <laughs> three damage and outwit. That's just that's, that, that's just been him for so long. This one's a little more in your face. He does start with charge. Mm-hmm. Um which is kinda interesting. Yeah. Just for you some of you new players, just keep in mind you cannot use charge and leap climb at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you're charging out of that hindering terrain you better you, have a rope or a ladder. You move <laughs> it, you're gonna you're gonna be able to charge for three. Because it's gonna be nine half rounded up to five, then half again rounded up to three. Mm. So you'll be able to charge for three. So Fun. Just a little FYI. Uh, what else has he got? So he starts with that. He's got a little exploit weakness, which is cool, uh, in the back. Uh, then he goes to Flurry with 18 Toughness and Perplex, which actually can be pretty nasty because he could Flurry you for three damage. The attack bonus does go to a nine, though. His attack bonus goes down kind of fast. goes 11, 10, 9, 9, 9, 10, 10. So his attack bonus goes down, but overall not bad. His in-dial is pretty interesting to me because he gets incapacitate and running shot together. Mm-hmm. But he, st- he also gets out with, though, on the second-to-last click. So he's still not, even on those last clicks, he's definitely not useful useless because he's got double-target incapacitate. So if he's hanging in there, he can't quite, you know, he can't seal the deal anymore with his one damage. He'll just right. try to tie people up and hope that the rest of his teams can pull pull through for him. So I like him. I'd play him. I don't think I'll like him as much as the ones we talked about last week. Like him better than the Kingdom Come? 
<laughs> I do, yeah. For, for new listeners, that was our first uh, clicks to fix we brought up. It was uh, wasn't that the first Kingdom Come clicks Batman? to fix? Yeah, it was. That one's got a special place in my heart. <laughs> uh, you know, this guy would beat the crap out of Kingdom Come Batman. He's seventy points cheaper. Yeah, and Just, his sculpt. I like his sculpt. Yeah, his sculpt's sweet. Yeah, he's uh, gonna have that seat, that see-through plastic that's so popular. No, think about it. I can't really think of any Batman sculpts that have him throwing the batarangs. I think that's a first. I know Batgirl did in Arkham Asylum, but I can't think of any Batmans that did. So. Let me see that. Sure. Kind of looks like, uh, well, I was going to say it looks like the Paul Dini Batman, but his eyes aren't big enough. That's the one from the animated series. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's still pretty sweet looking. So I like it. Good keywords. Detective, Gotham City, Justice League, Martial Artist. All pretty standard. Yeah, good Batman, good Batman. Yep. Play him on the 3D Gotham map. Yeah, we we need to play that map again. Though I have to say, I really like the Savage Land map. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a kick out of that map. Yeah, I mean, two different environments, you know. Very very different. But we will talk about that uh, when we talk about our local game. Yeah. For now, are we done with the clicks on topics? No, you had mentioned to me. I don't remember if it was oh, two yeah. weeks the ago. Feats? Yeah, you wanted to talk about feats. What yeah, it? I want to go over feats for the newer players. Um, okay. Since they don't come in standard boosters anymore. No, yeah. They're you not. can only print them, or you can have to buy the really old boosters to get them. Yeah, which that's not worth it. Not worth it? Nah. nah just do the print and play if you want to. Um, so tell me all about feats. All about feats. All about feats. <laughs> Everything a new player needs to know. Pete, pick up on the mic. Pete's came in during Mutant Mayhem. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was a very long time ago. I remember when they first came out. Feats uh, were designed before traits and special powers to tweak characters to make them better or try to make them more different so everyone just didn't have charge, super strength. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Adding customization to your Yeah, they were trying a new, a new tactic out. This actually preceded Battlefield Conditions, which came a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So and we'll it, cover that one in weeks to come. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much to say about that one. I, I didn't, I, I've never been a big fan of those. I, uh, I just don't like how one thing can completely shut down somebody. There's a little sneak peek for you guys. So, Battlefield Conditions, yeah. not good. I, I mean, I didn't care for them. I mean, they're kind of fun, but I didn't care for them. But anyway, so back to feats. So feats evolved throughout the years. They started off pretty simple, like a Haymaker is one that comes to mind, where the character, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have any of this in front of me, Yeah. but I believe the prerequisite was super strength, I think, to have that. And you could use it anytime you made an attack, and you modified your attack by... Minus one or minus two, and your damage by plus one, or maybe it was plus. Might have been minus one plus two. I think it was something like that. Right. So you sacrifice accuracy for damage. Sure. Um, which is actually really, really powerful. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I KO Kingdom Come Shazam with Puck one time. Because hmm. the rule of three didn't exist, so I used veteran. Was it veteran Puck? I think it was veteran I'm Puck. I'm not familiar with Puck, but the name Puck alone sounds like a weak character. You don't know who Puck is from Alpha Flight? I don't. I'm not aware of the click. Oh, because that's past. You know, way yeah, long he, ago. Yeah, he's doing a little handstands. Got a big <laughs> P on his chest for Puck. Yeah, yeah. I KO'd Keen to come Shazam with Puck, and uh, well, I, I say I KO'd him. I crippled him in one hit using because uh, the rule of three didn't exist. 
Sure. So I think I had a standard damage value of three. I had a heavy object, which gave me two. I had Haymaker, which gave me two more. So you can see, and then I used a few perplexes. So you see yeah. how it kind of added up. And I think Puck started with like an 11 attack bonus. So I was like, I'll charge with Puck, Haymaker with the object. <laughs> Just boom. <laughs> Sorry, Shazam. Out of feats cost points? Yes, they do cost points. Um, their point range varies. And just oh, like someone like Haymaker, do you remember? I think it was like six. Six? Okay, so like they're kind of low. Yeah, they're usually kind of low. Um, Haymaker definitely got brought under control with the rule of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it for sure did. But there are a few feats out there that are kind of the all-star feats, uh, like Protected. I can't, can't talk about feats without talking about Protected. Protected is eight points and lets you give your character an action token to negate a hit. Hmm. Like, just straight yeah. up. Just straight up. Yep. Nope, sorry, that didn't happen. I'll I get a token. It. I use the feat. It's done. Your seven damage psychic blast never occurred. That's not a one-time thing or anything? Like no, that? it's a one-time thing. Oh, oh my okay. God. If it wasn't a one-time thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just being a one-time thing is, is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Turn your attack into an end cap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much if you had a pro player or a really good player. I don't know if I should right. say pro, but a really good player. And he had protected on you're at a real disadvantage. Yeah. Because you can't set up a big hit ever. So it, hmm. it was really hard to play around. I think Protected was almost too good, but I did like some of the other feats because, you know, before they had the Wolverine with the trait of healing every turn, they had a feat called Auto-Regen, which mm-hmm. lets you attempt a regen roll at the beginning of your turn as a free action. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. That was 12 points, though. Yeah. Is Still, that a lot? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I felt like okay. it was a lot. It was kind of... But it was pretty cool. <laughs> How long did feet stay around? I stayed around for a while. Uh, when was the last time they were printed? No, they printed some in Hammer of Thor. Okay. Yeah, but they they're not allowed in in modern play anymore. Yeah, like they had um, Amda Dexterity. Mm-hmm. Um, what was some of the other ones? They had one that modified your stats against non god or deity keyworded people. Hmm. Immortal Contempt, maybe. That's what just popped in my head, so that, <laughs> might, that might be right. Um, they had things like that. So, yeah, feats have been around for a while. I'm kind of glad they're going out. I'd much yeah. prefer the traits and the special abilities that sure. are tailored to the character so you don't have someone who has no business having automatic regen or something like that having it. Right. So uh, I enjoy that. And plus I feel like it's it makes each piece a little more special. Whereas, you know, before, oh, Fortitude. I got to talk about Fortitude. That's a big feat. I remember. I'll never is that Hammer of Thor as well? No, no, no. This is way, 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 way back. This mm. is like right after Unleashed or it came out like during Ultimates or somewhere up in that time period. I remember when I saw that feat, my mouth just dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. It was 25 points for this feat. Oh, wow. And what it did is it made this character immune to outwit and exploit weakness. Hmm. Okay, Power Cosmic at that time yeah. was so rare. There was like Galactus and a Silver Surfer that had it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And Quintessence wasn't even in existence. So right. When I saw that, and at the time I owned Kingdom Come Superman, I was like, oh my God, if you put this on him, how can you stop this monster? He's so good. Yeah, it's like 25 <laughs> points, and you came in out with me? <laughs> good game, noob. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so. Fortitude's another one of those big all-stars, and Shellhead's another favorite. But 
there's a lot that can be done with feats. So they've been a major part of the game that are, that's going out now. You know, uh, I'm kind of glad, like I said, they're going out. No more in contact with Oracle and nonsense like that. So hmm. I am pleased about them going out. But I still have a, a binder full of them. Okay. Which I don't know what I'll ever this do. This came as little mini cards like the Battlefield yeah, yeah. conditions. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them were actually worth money before print and play came about. Like Protected? Mm-hmm. That was so sought after. You could trade that for like a super rare, you know? Oh, wow. Because it was hard to get to. Hmm. But then print and play came out, and it really diminished the value on those, except for people who like to actually have the card instead yeah. of like a printed out copy. Hmm. Yep, and that's... So the last one was a Hammer of Thor, you said? Yeah, the last one was Hammer of Thor. Well, speaking of Hammer of Thor, that leads us into clicks to fix. It does, actually. Uh, normally, I talk about one click, um, and the tagline for this is one really bad click or something that shouldn't be or it's too good. But I tend to talk about the bad ones because, yeah. I don't know, that's just what I do. <laughs> so, but this time I Focus I'll, on the negative. Yeah, I want to talk about Hammer of Thor as a set. The set. There's no piece called Hammer of Thor. Yeah, there's no piece. There's no piece. I just want to talk about the set. Now, Hammer of Thor is very special to me. I love... Special to me, too. I love Hammer of Thor. It's the first uh, starter set I bought. Okay, great. Very yeah, first. That's pretty cool. For me, it was the, the resurrection of Heroclix. Uh, escape from the clutches of bankruptcy. Uh, let me be clear about that, though. I started, like, in January, so... This had been sitting on the shelf for a while when I bought it. Yeah, gathering some dust. Yeah, yeah. So, when this set came out, NECA had just taken over, but from what I understand, and granted I wasn't there, but just from reading and hearsay... and You weren't a part of its downfall? No, I was not. <laughs> uh, apparently, most of this set was already designed. Uh-huh. So, when NECA bought it, they'd already had this design, so they just rolled it out. The power spike in Hammer of Thor is ridiculous. Good or bad? That depends who, I mean. Oh, I mean, <laughs> ridiculous as in. Powerful. Powerful, okay. Powerful. Like, everybody's last click is like 11 attack bonus, 4 damage with like exploit weakness, and well, like 16 or 15. They're gods. They have to be strong. I don't care. <laughs> Superman's last click ain't like that half the time. <laughs> but, I mean, Superman's not a guy, but... Or is he? I mean, I don't Or know. is he? Yeah. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I just want to talk about that set as a whole. That set was what was power creeping. That's like a definition of power creep, I felt like, for, for WizKids before the change of ownership. Like, everything just got a little more ridiculous every time. Like, everyone was amazing in that set. Everyone had 11 or 12 attack bonus. Everybody had mm-hmm. amazing damage output. Everyone had a ton of life. Like, even the generics, the, the Asgardian warriors freaking stomp face Yeah. whenever mm-hmm. somebody's around. Because they get, like, charge and bonuses to hit or damage or whatever. And even they were, like, dangerous. And they're, like, 35 points. If you look at a 35-point <laughs> generic now, they ain't that good. They're right. good, but they're not that good. Hmm. So, like, everybody in that set was just ridiculous. Like, Balder. Like, if you want to see, which, hey, you got to know Daniel got a taste of Balder. That wasn't you. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, you were <laughs> doing another podcast. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Like, look at Balder. Like, that guy. Now, nah, he's not the worst example at all. Balder's just horribly, I say horribly, he's awesomely efficient for his points. I mean, he's just got like, great stats for days. 
for a good bargain price. He's just a good piece, you know. Or just look at everyone. Just go through that set. Look at everyone's last clicks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with you doing that with a few people, you know, who have that drive and that will to get up, you know, to go all Rocky Balboa, you know, and and man up <laughs> at the end there. But not everybody can be that way. <laughs> not everybody. I don't care if you're all Asgardian or not. Yeah. Because they don't make anyone who's not a hero or villain. So you could argue that for everybody. It's like, well, he's a hero. He gets up every day and goes out there and fights crime, doesn't get paid, and yeah. da 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 da, you know, whatever. They all have their weak spots. Yeah. So anyway, my gripe is with the Hammer of Thor set. Still love the set. Still play some pieces out of there. Love to play that Venom. He's he's very annoying. Um, I do not own Ultron out of that set. That's the one piece out of that set. It's okay. I, I don't either. I really want that <laughs> one too. If any of you out there has an Ultron with the red cape, the super rare, hit us up. I'd love to trade for it. There or if go. you wish to make a gift, that is fine, too. Just make sure you address it to Justin and not Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but Justin actually has a good uh, trade record on HC Realms, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all positive feedback. I, I don't know what I'm up to. I, you don't get ratings for, like, repeat business. I've done a lot of repeat business, too. So I think I'm oh, only, okay. like, a 32 or 33. Like yeah. people like Hair Ten or like two thousand and something. Yeah, yeah. Which was funny about Hair Ten. I actually remember trading and talking to him back in Mutant Mayhem Explosion days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still around. Wow. So he's been around for a while. So you got it with that kind of feedback. Oh, he's got thousands, <laughs> thousands. Yeah, I don't even think. Well, I guess there's that many users now, but for a while there weren't even that many users anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you can trade with me on HC Realms too. Um, my, uh, I don't know if I ever said my name on there, but my name no. on there is Last Samurai. You never told me. I even asked you, and you said uh, oh. X Men sucks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. I was trying to get it Dakota because he's all. And then I replied. I said, "Well, okay. Well, what's your real <laughs> name?" And you never told me. So. No. Last Samurai. Well, secrets out. All right. Samurai. Yeah, I created that account. Right after I previewed the movie, when I worked at the movie theater, because <laughs> that movie was awesome at that time. It's fresh on your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, all, it's it's all right. I mean, Tom Cruise is a samurai. Well, he, except for the end of that movie, I hated the end. I will tell you how he lives. <laughs> like that almost ruined the movie. I'm glad I don't remember it as much as you do. Yeah, well, that was like, God, it's been eight years. It was. That's eight years yeah. ago. Last yeah. Samurai. Back in 2004. Nutty. Yeah, mm. dances with samurais. That's pretty much what it was, right? <laughs> Something like that. It was a good movie. All right, we'll leave it at that. It was a good movie. <laughs> we'll save that for the other podcasts that review movies. Yeah, they'll say it's a good movie too. If not, I'll come on there, set them right. straight. Well, yeah, do what you gotta do. I'll do what you gotta do. <laughs> they don't want me going on. There. So you say the Hammer of Thor sets too good? Needs to be brought down to earth. A little bit. Okay. Need to come. Need to descend from the Asgardian throne or Valhalla and come down right. to earth. So, come down to earth, Asgard. Yeah. And that's much too big to really point out to how to bring it back to earth, you know. Quit giving everyone such badass last clicks. (laughs) Okay. That's the number one thing. You should not be that badass all the time. (laughs) Not not the whole crew. Yeah, the whole crew's that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, bring it back, crew. Yeah. Send your weak guys in front. Your meat shields. (laughs) Let's go into uh, Powers to Push. Yeah, this is for uh, our new players, like me, to uh, describe a power, really talk about it, break it down. 
Last week we did pulse wave. This week we're going to do energy explosion. We're going to point out a character that uses it well or situations that use it well. well. Let me ask you, have you ever used it before? Never. You've never used it? Anymore? Never used it. I've played several games, uh, more than several games. I use pulse wave when I can. I've noticed you started using it more since our last cast, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, this is my this is my classroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the student in this classroom. Right. I sit in the back and sometimes goof off, but yeah. I'm still the student. All right. And that, so after I hear about this energy explosion, I might use it. All right. Energy explosion is pretty pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. Much like pulse wave, even more so than pulse wave. It's very situational, though. A lot of powers in Heroclix can be situational. Mm-hmm. When you need energy explosion, it can be great. But when you uh, don't need it, it's just power uh, point inflation. Oh, okay. You know, so it all depends on the team you're facing. Uh, some good examples, just off the top of my head, of using energy explosion. Someone very annoying, like Batman, is stealth in the bushes. Mm-hmm. Just outwitting your team, just making life very difficult. If you can get some, uh, if you can lure, or maybe they make a tactical mistake, or for some reason force them to get another one of their characters adjacent to Batman, you can actually energy explosion that character to splash in and hit the character in stealth. Mm-hmm. So that's one little tricky way to do it. Uh, I really wouldn't work on Batman, but other characters who don't have a team ability of stealth could lose stealth and then opening them up for future assaults. Okay. So that's one good way to do it. The other good thing about it is it's the anti-swarm team method. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you got if you're looking across the board and you see ten cuckoos, well, do you know what a cuckoo is? I don't is? know what a cuckoo is. Do you know what a moloid is? Well, tell me what a cuckoo is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cuckoo is they're they're these triplets, uh, or maybe they were. Where's four of them? Was there five of them? In the comics, you know Emma Frost. You know Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, she created them. They're like her little pet project for whatever reason. Anyway, they're, they're okay, look, they're like a, they look exactly alike and they have a hive mind style thing going on where they all have mental powers. Oh, they look like her. They don't look like Emma, Oh. No, no they look like, okay, I do know the They look like little blonde in, girls. Um, one of the cartoons with the, where they captured the phoenix. I don't remember which one, but okay. yes, I have seen them. Okay, well anyway, so, the way their characters work is they, they can carry only each other and they get bonuses to their stats if they're adjacent to each other. Oh, that was Wolverine and the X-Men. That's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, you know, if you're facing those people, which I've seen people field them before, energy explosion works very well, especially if you have multiple targets. If you have two lightning bolts, you get to choose two targets for energy explosion. So, for example, if two cuckoos are standing right next to each other, let's say you have a measly damage value of one, but you have double bolts and energy explosion. You could target both of them. Assuming your attacks are successful, you would actually deal two damage to both, even though you only have a one damage value. Mm-hmm. The reason being, energy explosion does damage to the person you hit and splash damage to everybody around. So if they're adjacent to each other, they're going to splash each other. So you're getting double the value. So like you're going to do one to the one on the right that you targeted, it's going to splash to the one on the left, mm-hmm. then you're going to do one to the one on the left, and it's going to splash to the one on the right. So two and two. So it's almost a guarantee. It is a guaranteed two, right? Yeah, if the no, as long as there's no no modifiers. 
Well, in that, in this, yes, in this case, in that yes, case, yeah. it's a guarantee too or both. Okay. Yeah, and you could knock them back or crit them or, yeah, you know, all sorts of great stuff. Um, energy explosion is one of those powers that scales well with bolts. So the more bolts you have, the more valuable the power. If you have triple mm-hmm. bolt, you can do some damage. Yeah. Uh, to the right team, you know, if you're if you're playing against a tent pole team, uh, for those of you who do not know, tent pole is like a one man army kind of Thanos team. Yeah. That's putting all their eggs on that one dude carrying them to victory. It's not very useful. Yeah. Against a swarm team like I was talking about or even a, a, a middle-of-the-road team sometimes, it can be very useful. Mm-hmm. So those are just a couple of ways to use energy explosion that hopefully you can find a way to fit into your game or, or maybe help you reevaluate the power. Because sometimes you're like, man, I wish I had energy explosion. And then a lot of times you're like, why do I have energy explosion? <laughs> this does not help me at all. It's a ranged attack, right? It is a ranged attack. Yeah, I should have said that. It does require a ranged attack. It can be combined with things like running shot. Uh, you cannot duo attack it. You can't duo attack anything. Uh, yeah. You can't hypersonic speed it. It doesn't modify your range value at all. Doesn't hit friendlies, does it? No. No, it doesn't hit friendlies. Only, That's good. Yeah, pulse wave related friendlies. But yeah, uh, energy explosion will not. Um, what else? Trying to think of some other neat uses. Uh, you know, I've been in fortunate situations where I actually triple target energy explosion and rolled a crit and hit so many people and knocked them all back. Yeah. Right, which was, and I had a tw- what, 10 or 12 range at the time. So, I mean, I, it really hurt because it did pretty good damage to all of them because none of them had reducers and it pushed them farther away from me. Yeah. So, it can be a great power when you need it. So, I hope you can find a piece out there to give it a shot that... The one I was just talking about, I was actually playing Cosmic Doctor Doom from uh, Supernova. I think he was the buy it by the brick in that set. Hmm. He has a ridiculous attack bonus with energy explosion. And I actually got to use it, even though probably 90% of the time you want your big brick guy to have psychic blast. But he has energy explosion. So oh well. So you got to <laughs> use it. So get over it. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one you scored the crit with? Yes, well, I play, I mean, a lot of the stuff I talk about I've done with Doom because I play him so much because yeah. I really enjoy playing Dooms because he's one of my favorites. Uh, and I play all incarnations from Victor Von Doom to uh, the Clobber and Tom Veteran Doom to the Mystical Doom and Secret Invasion to the Cosmic Doom to the new Surfboard Doom I just got uh, to the Starter Kit Doom, which is one of my favorites with Lord Laveria Doom. Uh, I mean, hmm. oh, the the one in the, just I think he's just a rare in the set now. That's not even on the surfboard. Just an uncommon. Yeah, like that guy rocks. He's he, a good one. Yeah, he wrecks face. Um, the one in the blind. I think they were the uh, gravity feeds. Yeah. I didn't get those. Yeah, he's pretty good too. He does a lot <laughs> of damage. So, like me some dooms. So anyway, so that's I, your experience with energy explosion, eh? Yeah, just on on just a quick sum up of it because we still got a lot more to talk about. Uh, I hope someone out there can think about that. Like, oh, yeah, I could use that to hit somebody in stealth. So I hope that helps somebody. Or maybe you, you'll you find a reason to use it. I will now, yeah. yeah you, so. <laughs> I'll make an energy explosion team and hope uh, we play a high-point game or something. Well, you just reminded me, so let me talk about this, too. Sure. I can't believe I didn't think about that. I used to abuse energy explosion. Hmm. Energy explosion used to be broken. Okay. I used to just... I'd win the game with it. It was ridiculous. It was retarded. It wasn't even fair. I'd play Doom. Better than Doom from Clobber in Time. Uh, at the time, 
when you did energy explosion. It just reduced your damage value to one when you activated it. Okay. Instead of saying this damage, this attack is locked out when doing, you know, doing one damage. Yeah. So you could enhance it with enhancement. Oh, right, right. So I would do these <laughs> ridiculous four damage energy explosions. Yeah. And do like, in double target, and do like eight to two people. Yeah. And like two to all the buddies around him and stuff. And then I would like wild card after that to the Batman team ability so you couldn't shoot me back. Yeah. Even if you could, which you're not because you're dead. <laughs> you know, so I used to abuse the hell out of that power with shield team ability. I'd play like one like twelve point shield guy and doom bots, and then like one I'd play like the Alfred Pog. This was so cheesy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everyone who played against me when I did this. It was it wasn't right, but it was funny. But I'd play like the Alfred Pog and like one really cheap shield guy, and then a bunch of doom bots who would just wild card to. The shield, do the stupid explosion, and then we'd all wild card to stealth. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I had, uh, who was it? Someone really cheap who had the Mystics team ability, too. Just in case you got in there. Hmm. I'd wild card to Mystics. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wouldn't hit Doom because I'd mastermind it, but. Yeah. With his 18 mastermind. You can't see, but I'm elbow dropping the table right yes, now. Yes, yes. That's our it. sign around here that something is. That something's just getting destroyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The elbow drop. The elbow drop. Boom, bow drop. So, go yeah. ahead and use that at your own venues. Yeah, go ahead. Just Hope let, it catches on. Down. The bow drop. The bow drop, yeah. <laughs> and just in case he ever hears this, I got to credit Chase UC for the bow drop. Yeah, of course. So. Yep. Um, so don't abuse energy explosion because you can't. Yeah, or you'd and be so, cheating. Yeah, if someone tries to do that to you, tell them it's cheating. But if you have your own energy explosion stories, go ahead and send us an email about that, duotac at gmail.com. Let's move on to our local game called the Local Clicker Ticker. And uh, I'd like to thank, first off, uh, new subscribers on Sigily Films. Speaking of subscribing, please subscribe to this podcast. Helps our numbers, helps our motivation. It's and true, because I'm very busy with work. Yeah. But I don't want to let you guys down. So. <laughs> and um, for our local game, we're going to talk about this 3D map, uh, the Savage Land, which we currently have a video up. Um, and I said I would talk about on episode 5, which this is episode 5. So, uh, Savage Land, it's a six-player map. As you can see from the video, um, I went briefly through the creation of it. Very similar to the Park Row map in the way it was created. And this one, I actually had a lot more outdoor, outdoorsy looks to it. And I tried to be really cheap with the map. And if you haven't heard it yet on YouTube... Uh, go ahead and check that out because I actually put commentary on this one so I wouldn't have to explain it as much. <laughs> like I go into detail about I bought a lot of uh, the crafts at Dollar Tree and the whole thing was painted instead of printed so it would be cheaper. Um, one thing I probably didn't mention on there is the the rock in the quarry uh, where the water is. That's all just crumbled cardstock uh, with a... Uh, rock face printed on it just to make it look, look cool and stuff like that. But I mainly wanted to go over our playtest on here. Yeah, playtest went well. Because I won. Because you won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that. Uh, it was a four-player playtest, and we're actually going to do it again up at Rockets in Baton Rouge um, this so, weekend, this Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. So if anyone hears this and you want to come, please do. For sure. Um, yeah, so what was your experience with the map? All right. Um, 
I want to just begin by contrasting between your two maps a little bit. Okay. Gotham is a work of art. Like, it's beautiful to look at. Like, it's a fantastic-looking urban Gotham city to play hero clicks in. Mm-hmm. That being said, Savage Land is, like, the really fun, like, just cool to be around little sister. Who, <laughs> who may not be as, like, glamorous when you first look at it, mm-hmm. but is a lot more fun to hang out in. Okay. So, I really enjoyed the Savage Land. Uh, a lot of the little things just really made me laugh, and... We had a great time playing it. the The map itself is is more friendly to a lot of characters, and the detail in it. And Jesse says he didn't spend as much money. On um. This one. Yeah. It was. There were multiple reasons why it was last. Part of it was I still had leftover things from the Gotham map, uh, so I don't really count that in the budget. If I had to buy it over again, it still wouldn't be as much as Gotham, but it would be not cheap. Well, you can't tell. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you, you can't tell at all. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, especially, like, the lighting effects mm-hmm. on this one. I thought you did a great job with that. Uh, I like the thought behind some of the additional rules, and yeah. the bridge placements. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't talk about the uh, special rules on the on the video, so we can talk about that here. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, um, let's go over that briefly. The uh, The rules are you roll a dice... If it comes up a 5 or 6, you roll a 2d6. And this is at the end of each turn. I don't have the rules printed in front of me, but I'm just going to recount from memory. Right. Uh, if it results in 2, it uh, activates Sinister's Machine, which means for a round, everyone loses all their powers. Gains Earthbound. Gains Earthbound neutralized, and also, but they uh, keep Blade's Fangs if they have it. Yeah, and they retain traits. Yeah, and they retain traits. So certain characters would still have some powers. Yeah, they grant those powers, uh, but they they lose everything else. Yeah, which is really bad because it happened to me whenever nobody could hurt my juggernaut, <laughs> and then the Sinister's Machine happened. All of a sudden, and Kazar got it. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, Kazar, he's like, oh, well, let me just. Boom, and Kazar had his bow and arrow, so he had blades, claws, fangs, yes. and <laughs> dumb, <laughs> pricked my juggernaut in the eye. Yeah, he good did. times. He did. Um, right. But anyway, that was only on a result of a two. Now, keep in mind, this may sound like all these powers or all these uh, triggers may sound very strong, but it was so. We only activated two the whole game in a four player game. That's true. We only activated two. Yeah. So um, that was a result of two. And a result of three to four, I believe it's the. um, Volcano eruption. Volcano. Or is it dinosaurs? Oh, is it dinosaurs? Yeah, I think it's dinosaurs. Okay. That Um, never happened. That never happened in that game. each for each character you roll uh d6 and if they get a result 1 to 3 they get a dinosaur token placed next to them it can't be uh adjacent to an opposing character or in line of fire of an opposing character anyway um very briefly the token is a bad thing <laughs> to have a dinosaur picking at you um you have to roll break away or you take damage basically yeah, and one, then it goes away yeah once you break away from it or hit it for one damage uh, it has its stats on there. It's got like a 17 yeah, yeah. defense. Yeah, you just got to take uh, care of the gone. dinosaurs is what it is. Yeah, so it's it's no threat to giants, colossals, or anybody with... Anybody strong. Strong. Basically, it did, just did it deal wipes out the weak. Did it deal damage? No. no just no, normal. It yeah, so the strong was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I forget. Did you... The way you worded it, did you have it so it stopped range attacks? Like, could I still shoot you if I had a dinosaur on me? Was it considered an opposing character? 
I believe it is. Okay, yeah. then I could not. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it's still, so, yeah, it's it would, still energy. It would be up in your business. And, and what if there's nowhere you can place it where it's not lining? You would fire? just take the damage. You just take a damage? You just take the two damage that was going to do anyway. It's not unavoidable, though, so. Oh, it does you two just, damage for the dinosaur. Yeah, you just don't get okay. a chance to try to swing at it. Oh, okay. So if you can't place it in a legal square, then you just take two damage. Yep. Okay. Oh, by the way, Jesse chose the most unthreatening herbivore-looking <laughs> dinosaurs. They were eight. Per token. They were eight per pack of for a dollar at Dollar Tree. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're plant eaters. And they yeah. don't look scary at all. No, I'm no. holding out for. I mean, you know, I'm on the lookout for some raptors or something. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe I'll actually put those on bases because I didn't put these on bases. Power pack laughs at those guys. Yeah. Well. They're still dinosaurs. Yeah, they are. And who knows? Maybe they were much meaner than we thought. They could be. Maybe we got them mixed up. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? I wasn't alive then. Were you? <laughs> Let's see. What was it? Five through nine was Five overwhelming nine. silence. Yeah, nothing happens. Which not which that was happened usually because. I don't know any of you craps players out there, but five to nine's a really big percentage to be rolled on two six-sided dice. Yeah. Our so, Heroclix players, sure. I mean, one has two six-sided dice there, too. Yeah. But so at the end of each person's turn, they roll their 1d6, and if it came up, you know, five or six, then, oh, everybody got excited, and then you roll again and come up somewhere five through nine and be like, okay, well, nothing happened next turn. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So after uh, that, you have 10 through 11. This was... Volcano eruption. Volcano eruption. Now, in the middle of the map, there's a volcano, and it takes up uh, nine blocks, three by three. And if you're adjacent to it, you take two unavoidable damage when that's activated. And if you're uh, up to seven squares away, not adjacent to it, you take uh, one unavoidable, I believe. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. We're not reading it from the sheet, again. And um, after that, if you roll double sixes, that activates uh, the Shadow King looms. Yeah, which just actually happened. So we had the two lowest probability ones happen, double sixes and double ones. Yeah, how unlikely. Yeah, very <laughs> unlikely. And um, the Shadow King looms at the end of the turn reverse the turn order. Yeah, that one's pretty wacky. Uh, yeah, that one was actually really funny because it really screwed one of our players. <laughs> it screws whoever was supposed to go yeah, next. Yeah, because he had a plan it. Yeah, and it didn't happen. He had a plan, and then instead everyone got to clear. By the time his plan <laughs> came into action, he's like, "Well, Phil sticks." Yep. <laughs> yeah, so he was in trouble. That one was really funny. Uh, there's also one more optional rule that Jesse didn't touch on, where he has two bridges which are actually destructible terrain, mm -hmm. where if you destroy them, if the character, it takes up three squares, the bridge, mm -hmm. uh, which very good job on the sizing, by the way, because it, oh, lo it looks like a, a square. Should mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Uh, from the I use test. ropes as the uh, the line on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, this, there are pieces of bamboo wrapped in rope. So it yeah, it looks, cool. it looks good. You can see it on the YouTube page. So anyway, if you're in the middle of that and it gets destroyed, you actually fall down. Yeah. Which happened to yeah to gladiator. Which did happen to gladiator, <laughs> which is kind of funny because even if you're a flyer, you still fall. But whatever, yeah, we call you're, it you're a surprise. surprise. He, yeah. I like to think he was standing there gloating about his mohawk or something. And, and you do get a ah! chance to roll to try to well, that's make only, a heroic leap to the that's edge. That's only if you're on the uh, yeah you two edge to, squares. You get to move to the edge. Yeah. Yeah. He still got the roll, but he still would have fell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He still would have fell. Yeah. Um, it, so if you're on the edge and you roll and you're successful, you can actually get off the bridge before, you know, yeah. it falls. But that one's pretty funny. And there's also mm -hmm. another one, the um, the river current. The river current. And um, I've actually changed that since you last played. I'm, I made it a roll now. 
one through four you move. And it's still the same where you move down down the stream. Yeah. End of every turn. So there's a chance your character's fighting the fighting the current, I guess. Uh yeah, and the river current does not affect flyers or dolphin characters. Because if you want to move you just choose not to roll. But if you want to try to fight that current, you know, you can uh, roll for it. Okay. Yeah. Did you put sharp rocks at the end of it to get <laughs> I haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that'll be fun. But I figure, you know, edge of the map, who knows what's out there. And uh, I think that's it for the special rules. Yeah, I can't think of any more. Just so you all know, that's a three-tier terrain. Uh, just tell you a little bit about our playtest. I played the Brotherhood of Mutants, slightly mm-hmm. modified. I had Juggernaut, Sabretooth, Magneto, Cypher, and Deadpool for fun. Yeah. So, oh, and Magneto brought the dumpster. <laughs> he did. The 3D object dumpster. He stuffed them all in a dumpster, yeah. flew, yeah, over, like flew to down th- to Antarctica, <laughs> and I like said, okay, so. get out the dumpster. <laughs> well, that's how he transports people. Right, I of mean, course. He brings that dumpster everywhere. Yeah, that dumpster's wicked bad. <laughs> and then on the, one of the other teams was... He's like, uh, can't we just ride a car or something? It's like, no. You can carry a bus. <laughs> get in. <laughs> no, get in the dumpster. Get in there with Juggernaut. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a used dumpster. <laughs> Couldn't even get us a new one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, get in there with Juggernaut. He yeah, took Juggernaut up the whole thing. And Sabretooth, he probably stinks. Yeah. Just a Smells like garbage. Yeah, they all get out. Sure he does. <laughs> uh, the other team was Awatu, uh, one of the older Quicksilver pieces, and Thor. I think it was free comic book day, Thor. Yeah. Who was kicking your butt. Or at least, couldn't hit him. Yeah, you couldn't hit him. Just couldn't hit him. Uh, he, he didn't do much to me, but he couldn't hit him. Brock played a funny team of uh, Atlantis-themed. Yeah. So he had all these water dudes, and they all just immediately jumped in the, the river, running through, through the place to assault <laughs> us from the river. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he was. He was using that hydrokinesis. Hydrokinesis, <laughs> yeah. Just throwing them up the cliff hall. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And you can see pictures of that, actually, on uh, HC Realms in the creative corner. I have a, a map form thing of it. It has a bunch of pictures of our playtests on there, too. And uh, my team was uh, Thanos. Controlling the Savage Land people. <laughs> yeah, well, Gladiator. <laughs> and Gladiator. Gladiator was like, hey, what's going on down there? <laughs> he flew down and it, it, decided yeah, to join that Kazar. team. Yeah, Kazar, Shauna, and Scar. Uh, Scar. Horrible yeah. team. <laughs> well, you just. The three Savage Land guys did all right, but for some reason got... Thanos and Gladiator got their butts whipped. Well, you got picked on by two people. A lot too. That's true. I didn't messed. start in the greatest spot. I started in one of the middle spots, well, surrounded by the other. Two. You were fine until Melissa just Melissa decided to go for you, and yeah, so she did had, Brock instead of coming at she me. She had the big baby and Quicksilver yeah. and Thor. Yeah, I was. I, oh, by the way, Magneto did over thirty clicks of damage by himself that game. Not he, counting he okay. reducers. Yeah, not counting reducers. I had triple perplex going on. Yeah. I only used the dumpster twice. That's true, but it was... <laughs> it was, well, it was <laughs> it bad. Yeah, it, it was, was not good for that. Uh, who got smacked? Hulk, Hulk Mariner. Hulk Mariner got or smacked. Whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, he charged me. He only had a light object, so I, you know, I only ended up taking like three damage. And he hit me and knocked me back into the damn volcano. And yep. I was like, all right, now we're both in line of sight of that dumpster. Bow, bow. <laughs> Here's 10 clicks of damage, boy. <laughs> Magneto GSX, one of my wants. It's pretty good. Yeah. If someone's trading it, let me know. Send us an email, duotech at <laughs> gmail.com. There you go. Yeah, he's fine. I've got plenty to trade. Oh, and Deadpool did really well for me. Yeah. He always does. He, I find him to be so fun. He had that little dude that was 
sharing. What was that guy's name? Looked like a clown. Looked like a clown. Yeah, sort of like a jester. On my team? Yeah. Look like a gesture. Oh, the guy in the Star Trek Avengers outfit? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> he looked like a joke to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had Cypher, and he copied uh, the Avengers team initiative from Thor. So all my guys pretty much had ultimates. Hmm. Yeah. It was pretty good. Broken. Yeah. You overpacked for that trip, that's for sure. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it was either that or I was going to play my game at Rogue Duo. I just couldn't decide which one. Well, that'll be Sunday. Yeah, I am gonna play them Sunday. I'm gonna play them. If you if if you're not playing them, I might try to borrow your Cyclops Phoenix duo too. Yeah, and then I'll play also Colossus Wolverine duo. I'm like, let's do this. Deadpool if that fits. Yeah. Oh, that's too expensive. Oh, it is. And they're not real X Men anyway. So yeah, piss on them. (laughs) This is for the X Men. Yeah. Though I do kind of want to play Nightcrawler and like bring people adjacent to the volcano. (laughs) (laughs) Just drop them off in the volcano, or drop them in the current. Uh, Especially if you put the spiky rocks there. <laughs> is there any way to destroy middle spot of nine? Like uh, blocking terrain? Just only the middle spot? Just only the middle spot. Can you think of any ways? Because that would be funny. But then you wouldn't be able to land adjacent to them. So that doesn't really work. I can't think of a way. But if there were 12 blocks and you destroyed the two middle ones, then the Nightcrawler could just drop them off in the middle of it. It's <laughs> true. Um, Take them out the game. Yeah, just just for a little them. while. Yeah, you should probably actually write on there that the volcano cannot be destroyed. Just so I don't run through it with Juggernaut or something. Because right now it's listed as just blocking terrain. I could just run through that shit. That's true. All day, baby. Yeah. Could also run through Magneto's little tower. Oh, yeah. And you know I'd have to break it down if we did that to keep it real (laughs) to the game. I'm like, build a new one. (laughs) (laughs) So I think of your sculpt. Yeah. Nice try, Blanco Nino. Uh, if you like the 3D map, you can talk to me. Uh, just email the this podcast, duoattack at gmail.com. And uh, if you want a 3D map of your own, we can talk uh, dollars, dollars. <laughs> or you can win in a contest. I'm actually thinking about doing a contest to mail out a two-player 3D map to somebody. Um, my question to you, the listener, is what would you do for a 3D map? So send me an email about that. When you say what would you do, is it like what would you do for a Klondike bar? Yeah. Or is it like what would you like to see done as a map? No, like a Klondike bar. Like a okay. So you want them to like I want to know how wear a bikini and yeah yeah I want to make a contest for the three D map and I want you to give me some ideas like okay first of all a three D map is not cheap. No, and it is very time-consuming. Like that Savage Land took about 60 hours. Jeez. So if I were to mail out a two-player version of whatever you wanted, you know, I would imagine that would probably take 20 to 30 hours plus however much it cost. So, you know, let me know what you would do for a 3D map. Also, while we're talking about contests, I know I mentioned at the top of the show in the the intro about the uh we're mailing out codes just to remind you we are mailing out codes three lucky people so go ahead and send that in duotac at gmail.com and we're gonna wrap it up is it time to wrap it up oh we can keep going i guess (laughs) i think it's time to wrap it up okay (laughs) we gotta have stuff to talk about for the next episode that's true and uh we are still bi-weekly currently yeah i'm very busy i apologize for that 
Yeah. And uh, once everything settles, dust settles, uh, we will be back on track on a weekly basis, hopefully. And we hope you enjoy the show. And for Duo Attack, I am Jesse Sedgley. And I'm Justin Owens. And until next time, we are KO'd. At the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.